world right from your desktop. VoiceAmerica.com VoiceAmerica.com welcomes you to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Now here's the host and founder of Rack and Roll Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz. Welcome everybody today to a very special show because we've been broadcasting on the air now for two years and in honor of the two years of being on the air, um, we are kicking off the first PR Emmy Awards or Premi Awards that are awarded by Rack and Roll Entertainment to people who are not necessarily professionals in the public relations industry but have shown extraordinary um, talent in public relations and will have an award now for the rest of their lives so they could show their friends and family. And um, on that note, I want to welcome the first honoree today who doesn't know she's an honoree yet, and that's Emmy. Emmy, tell us your last name so I don't mess it up. Hey, Cindy, it's Papadopoulos. <laughs> I was going to say that. Thanks. You know, it's very similar to George's last name, right? Yes, yes exactly. <laughs> It's long, but it, yeah, it's Papadopoulos, so yeah. <laughs> well, Emmy, because you um, have PR in your bones, you kept on asking me to go through some of the questions for you because you wanted to be prepared, but I didn't want to tell you that I was going to give you a trophy. Oh, thank you very much. I feel, <laughs> I feel honored. <laughs> you're, get, you're getting the first. You're getting the first mention, and I'm working on trophies. They're not done yet. True to <laughs> a public relations professional's form. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much. I feel very privileged, and you're I feel very honored. <laughs> yes, you're very PR privileged. <laughs> <laughs> PR privileged. Yeah, that's a very good way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> but you know why you're being recognized? What's that? Do you know why you're being recognized? You don't Please know. Tell me, tell me. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, you were one of the one of my favorite people who were working over at Playboy Enterprises when I was there. You know, the wrath of Cindy Rakowitz. Yeah. <laughs> but yes. you didn't think I was full of wrath, did you? No, I didn't. I love you. Oh, I, well, I love I always, you too. You know, you're you're one of the greatest people that I've worked with, and I feel privileged to have worked with you, and I look up to you. You're a great person all around. Well, you know, I feel the same way about you, and um, I have to say that you're, I mean, you're just an extraordinary person. You're extraordinary. Um, you. you know, I know that you've been struggling a long time with having to decide whether you're going to stay in a wheelchair or come out of the wheelchair because mm-hmm. of, you know, you, because of some of the obstacles that you have and a disease that you've been struggling with. Am I right. saying that right? Yes, I have muscular dystrophy. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, um, you know, I, I have to say that in my life, I've never seen somebody, um, so optimistic and so determined to beat obstacles. You are really amazing. Thank you, know, you, you know, I know that Allison Raleigh had scouted you out. Yes. She was, you know, the director of public relations in New York City. Right. And all of a sudden, on the other end of the phone, I had a very bubbly, <laughs> giggly, Aww. proactive, sweet person who just really knew what was going on instinctually. And, you know, I could really pick out if a person has good instincts or not. Right. Um, you know, well, one thing is, you know, I've always had obstacles that, you know, since I was a child, basically, I've always had obstacles. And, you know, I feel that you deal with the cards that you were dealt, you know, and it's just basically, it's just something that I had to do. It's like, you know, I was never looked at like, oh, you know, you know, that anything ever different was expected of me. 
No, I and your attitude, this is, you know, better than Oprah. Oprah's really silly for not seeking you out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because you're a better guest for Oprah than any of the other guests. I, I can't believe I just said that, but, you know, you're a perfect guest for Oprah. Um, because your attitude is that of a person that was not born mm-hmm. with any kind of obstacles whatsoever. I mean, that's what's incredible. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no way that a person who talked to you over the phone would know that you were born, you know, with a physical disability. Mm-hmm. Nobody would know that. Right. And you were one of those people also that even when you chose to be in your chair because it was a little easier for you to get around. Right, right. Um, and that was your decision and your empowerment. Mm-hmm. Do I struggle to walk, you know? Right. Exactly, exactly. That's exactly what it was, you know. I had gotten to a point, you know, when I was younger, obviously, I had been um, diagnosed with limb girdle myopathy, which is a form of muscular dystrophy. So um, basically, you know, I, I got diagnosed with that when I was about eight years old, and I went to a private school. So they made, you know, provisions for me, of course, and then I went into high school, and that's where pretty much my life changed. Um, when I got into high school, everybody basically looked at me. They, they first, because I went into high school, it was a very big school, so because of that, you know, growing up also, you have to learn how to deal with a disability. Um, I am able to walk, so it's not, you know, I basically see two sides of the story. You know, I see it's a very different world out there for people who do have disabilities because, you know, I see how it is when I am in the wheelchair and I see how it is when I'm not in the wheelchair. And believe me, people do treat you differently, you know. And um, I was in high school and they basically took me in. It was a public school and they brought me to the special ed department. And I said, well, what am I doing here? You know, like, I don't understand. I don't have, you know, I'm not, you know, I don't have any disabilities as far as learning. You know, I'm not. Right. The Board of Education chose to label you. Right. Exactly. And, you know, unfortunately, when you're in a big bureaucracy, Mm -hmm. they're taught to do that. I mean, they're also taught philosophically that you're not supposed to label kids. But when you come into the real world situation and you have special ed classes, mm-hmm. the teachers have to write down, you know, Emmy Papadopoulos. I was like so afraid to say it on the air because I'm like, woo, she has a name. You know, I, you know, I just, they're trained to look for people that have special needs, that I say special right. in quotation marks. Right. And, you know, it's not just for people who have physical disabilities. It's for people who might be impoverished or might be quote-unquote corner kids, as they call it on The Wire on HBO. Right, right. Um, they're you know, very, very it, quick to label people, you know. And you're not supposed to. I mean, when you're taking education courses, you know, they say don't label people, but yet the administration you know, forces a teacher to label people. And, right. you know, they see somebody like you and they're like, oh, my God, she belongs in special ed. And right. I'm sure that really, you know, as you said before, it was upsetting. Right. And, you know, a lot of people, too, you know, and they, like I don't, I don't use my wheelchair very much anymore, you know, and that was a decision that I had made to myself. You know, one day I was in my apartment and I said, you know what, this is not going to be my life. You know, I need to be proactive. I need to get up. I need to be able to do things, you know. And, you know, also especially going through high school and, and, you know, everybody always asks you, you know, ask me what's wrong, you know, because I guess they think that people are supposed to look a certain way. And, you know, people think I was in a car accident or whatever the case may be. You know, so it's something that I've always, it's been educational because I'm able to tell people about my problem and inform them. And, you know, a lot of people now know what muscular dystrophy is and how it affects people. 
you know, and also, you know, from high school till now at this point that I've, you know, I'm, I've graduated college, I graduated high school, and, you know, it's basically I said to myself, you know what, I'm going to prove everybody wrong. And you, you did. Exactly. Because look at you. Exactly. <laughs> the other thing that you can see on the air is that Emmy is adorable. She's just, you know, you're, you're you know, you're just a beautiful girl. Matching your voice and your personality, and um, you know, I, you know, you just—if you look at—if you had the opportunity to look at you in person, you just knew that you had the will, and we knew that you had the um, wherewithal to get past it. It's just amazing aura that you have, an yeah. amazing aura. You know, um, it's, I think it's—you know—I think in some way, shape, or form, you know, at some point in people's lives, you know, there's always a point where somebody wants sympathy for something, you know. So having a disability makes it very easy to go to that place where you can feel sorry for yourself and give up. But, you know, I've accomplished a lot so far, and I only want to go further. You know, I've done things that no one thought was possible, you know. That's and that's, for sure. Yeah, negativity, no matter, you know, what your situation is, it really is an evil thing. And I feel that when challenges are in your way, no matter who you are, disability or not, you know, when challenges are in your way, you can look at it as, as, as a way to bail out of life, you know, as something... That's, you know, out in your way really to make you stronger, you know. And I feel like you should never feel sorry for yourself because, you know, that will only bring, it'll only bring you down and, you know, never stop believing. And I always say always strive for the best. And when things are hard, you just have to push that much harder. And in hindsight, it really does make you a stronger person. You're incredibly strong. Did you give any thought to what you really wanted to do in life? <laughs> well, what I want to do, you know, obviously I've gone through so many things because there are certain things that I would like to do that I'm, but I really can't do, you know. So it's been, you know, a struggle as far as that's concerned because, you know, for instance, you know, to be a forensic detective, for instance, or even to be a, you know, police officer, I mean, there's certain things like that, not necessarily that I wanted to do those things, but there's certain things that obviously physically I can't do, you know, and then I even thought about being a teacher. I mean, my, my goal in my life, and hopefully I'll achieve this goal, is to be a news anchor um, or something in the media. I, you would be so terrific at doing <laughs> something in the media. You, you know, are so articulate, and again, your aura and your energy, you know, is just terrific. You're very articulate, as everybody could hear on the air. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have a great broadcast voice. Thank you. And, uh, you know, I say just go for it. And the I'm going to try. <laughs> and the question I would ask is, you know, what have you done proactively aside from finishing up school, which is very laudable, mm-hmm. um, you know, to achieve that goal, have you put together a reel? Have you thought about what you were going to do to show people that you want to broadcast, aside from being on the show? <laughs> right. You know, it's something that I recently discovered about myself. It's something that I figured, you know, it's been a long time, a couple of years now, where I've been trying to figure out, well, what is it that I want to do? You know, like, I don't, I don't want to be somewhere where, you know, I work here and I do this. I want a profession. You know, right now I'm doing event planning, I'm a senior designer, and that's good. You know, it keeps me extremely busy. I'm constantly on the go. I like challenges. So, you know, I mean, eventually at some point, you know, I would like to go back to school and get a master's degree and, um, you know, like I said, do something. I mean, I don't have a media or nothing, you know, no roles, no, you know, <laughs> but, you know, I guess it is something new, so I have to start, you know, preparing myself for that. No, like, well, I, know. I think that's fantastic that... Cindy, you know, I wanted to ask you a question. Yes. How's the book coming along? Ah! <laughs> How's it going? Is she a reporter... <laughs> People or what? <laughs> well, here's where I am with the book, um, and I think that you'll respect this as a colleague, really. Um, the publishing industry, you know, and the way that it is today, um, 
really wanted me to do is titillating tell-all and be mean. I mean, that was most of the feedback that I received from editors and publishers. And I don't have it in me to do that, Emmy. I mean, I know that you know, as a colleague, a lot of my opinions. I mean, I'm not by any means a shrinking violet. (laughs) Um, But you know what? I never wanted to do a book that would, quote, unquote, hurt Playboy in any way. I always wanted to do a book that would educate people about a real-life job. What is it like for a woman to, you know, be the number three in a company, you know, level-wise, as we always love to label people. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I I just want to educate people about what it's like in real life to run a division for a very controversial company. And that's harder to publish, actually, than a tell-all that talks about sexual escapades, which you could see on Girls Next Door. Exactly. (laughs) So I am going to hang in there, Emmy, and I know that one day it will get published the way that I want to because I don't want to be that girl that writes, you know, awful stories. I work too hard all of my life to become labeled that way. Exactly, exactly. Do you agree? I agree 100%. Well, listen, did it go fast? I mean, we're finished. It went really fast. <laughs> and I want to say again, Emmy Papadopoulos, journalist-to-be. Yeah. Okay? Even though we're not labeling you, we know it's an aspiration. It's different. Right. Thank you. Um, I also winner winner knows- of the PR Emmy or Primmy Award for <laughs> overcoming great obstacles in the public relations profession, even though you might not be a public relations professional. Thank you very much. How do you like that? Thank you. Like I said, it really was a privilege working with you, and I'm, you know, you are a great friend, and I'm just so happy to have met you. You know, everything in life happens for a reason, you know. No, it's really true, and you know what? The the real definition of great friends, and I really want you to know this, are people that are always there for you, even though we might not talk all the time. Right. Um. You know, I am always, always there for you, and I know that you're there for me. Likewise, definitely, definitely. Anytime, you know, and, and, you know, also for any of the listeners, you know, if anybody has any questions for me or anything of that sort, I'm always more than willing to talk to people about anything at all, anything whatsoever. And, you know, if anybody would like to reach me, um, my email is M-E-P-N-Y-C at hotmail.com. Emmy spelled like the Emmy Awards. Oh, well, how, how appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, you're so cute. You are adorable. That's a good label, Emmy. Remember that. <laughs> Um, everybody should aspire to have the attitude that Emmy Papadopoulos has, and we really thank you for being on the air today. And one day, one day, you will get an award. <laughs> I just have to overcome my own obstacles to, you know, get it done. Right, right. But remember this, it's on the air. It's broadcast, so it's yes. real, and we'll talk yes. to you real soon. Okay, Cindy, you have a great day. Thank you so much, and I hope to see you really soon. I miss you. <laughs> well, and I'm in New York. We're going to go out, okay? Really. Take care. You have a good day. Okay, you too. <laughs> Take care. Bye-bye. Bringing you around the world right from your desktop. VoiceAmerica.com Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, yachts, parties. At Rack and Roll Productions, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, book releases, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio. Rack and Roll Productions gets the job done whether it's an intimate party or a production with 2,000 people. In fact, you've probably seen and heard our work on the E! Channel, MTV, The Howard Stern Show, or in the pages of numerous newspapers and magazines. 
Now it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of Rack and Roll Productions. Visit us online at www.rackandrollentertainment. That's R-A-K-N-R-O-L-L entertainment.com. Or call 1-818-597-0700. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio. Rack and Roll Productions. We do it all. www.rakn.rollentertainment.com. Ever wonder what are the favorite travel destinations of the Hollywood Jet Set? Where do celebrities like to go when they aren't walking the red carpet? Tune in to Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk with President of Traveris, David Manning, and Lisa O'Hurley, golf aficionado and wife of actor John O'Hurley. On Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk, David and Lisa talk with well-known actors, sports celebrities, and entertainment insiders to find out about their favorite travel destinations and what they recommend. On Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk, David and Lisa also offer up feature vacations each week and last-minute deals for your next getaway. Find out what's new and exciting in the travel industry, as well as how to raise money for your nonprofit organizations while enjoying a wonderful vacation. Travera Celebrity Travel Talk with David Manning and Lisa O'Hurley broadcasts each Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Travera Celebrity Travel Talk, your inside look into celebrities and travel. When you have a stroke, you may not even notice it right away. But then, time passes, and the symptoms get worse. One minute you feel fine, and the next, your speech could be slurred or not make sense. One side of your body might become numb. You might see double. You drop the TV remote because you can't hold up your arm. That's because, after a stroke, every minute you don't get help. is another minute that your brain is being starved of oxygen. The warning signs of a stroke include sudden numbness or weakness of the face, arm, or leg, sudden trouble seeing, speaking, or understanding. If you experience any of these warning signs, call 911 immediately, because time lost is brain lost. Visit strokeassociation.org or call 1-888-4-STROKE today. A public service announcement from the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. Go beyond success and discover a deeper meaning to life. Join host Jeffrey Gitterman and his guests, the premier thought leaders in business, politics, science, spirituality, and culture, who have reached the pinnacle of financial and professional attainment in their fields, only to discover a profound lack of fulfillment with what our culture defines as success. So won't you tune in every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific time to Jeffrey Gitterman and Beyond Success, redefining the meaning of prosperity, right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Mom? Dad? How long should I wait for you? Mom? If I'm at soccer practice... What if something happens? Will you come get me? There's no reason not to have a plan in case of a terrorist attack. Mom, if you're not home, should we go to the neighbor's house? And some extremely good reasons why you should. Can you tell me? Everybody should have a plan. Take five minutes to talk about where you'll meet and how you'll get in touch with each other in an emergency. For other things you can do to be prepared, visit www.ready.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security and the Ad Council. In the spirit of Have Couch, Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. 
Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling. Whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Albert Einstein once said, nothing happens until something moves. Will your movement towards realizing a dream, making a long-lasting change to your life, or simply putting a daily smile on your face is just a click away. Tune into Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney and free your mind, open your heart, and ignite action in your life. Host and commander in change, empowerment coach, and international speaker, Scott Chesney shares his insights to making the most out of your daily lives. Scott interviews people who are maximizing their lives, the most recognizable transformationalists and leaders around the world, as well as those hometown heroes that move, touch, and inspire the best in all of us. Stay tuned into Maximizing Life for Scott's one-on-one coaching with callers. Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney broadcast each Monday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney, inspiring you to live life with passion, purpose, and limitless potential. The powerhouse of Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back to Stars of PR with Cindy R. If you have a question or comment, call in toll free at 1 866 472 5788. Now back to the show, here's Cindy Rakowitz. Okay, we're back to the very special second year anniversary show where we are recognizing people at, you know, on the show, Stars of PR for extraordinary public relations savvy, even though they might not be in the public relations field. And we, Rack and Roll Entertainment, are giving out Primmy Awards for this, you know, extraordinary talent. And today also I am selecting our very own audio engineer and director of programming, I think, but he'll correct me if I'm wrong, um, Ruben Columba. Ruben? Hello, Cindy. <laughs> Did I say your last name right? It's actually pronounced Colombe. Oh, Colombe, the yeah. Hispanic pronunciation. Yeah, I've got I've <laughs> a lot of different uh, pronunciations, so it's been butchered over the years. Okay, well, okay, Ruben Colombe. <laughs> Colombe, that's for your parents and family and friends. Ruben Colombe, okay, oh, nice. when it's archived right. We want people to know. Ruben is working about four different shows right now, I think. And I, people I, are calling me on my cell phone. This is really funny. This is Michelle. <laughs> like, I'm going to get off the air to, like, pick up the phone. Hello? <laughs> oh, I, 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 you can put it on hold. I'll take over here. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, I can't pick up the cell phone while I'm on the air. Hello? Yeah. <laughs> I guess I could. But, Ruben, you are extraordinary because... For about two years now, you have gone with the flow of this crazy show where guests call in and guests don't call in, and sometimes they're celebrities and sometimes they're playmates and sometimes they're not. And you just go with the flow, and you you're, you're like Gary Delabati. You're better than Gary Delabati. <laughs> Did I get your title right? Um, actually, honestly, I, I'm not exactly sure what my title is nowadays. Well, we'll make one up. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> I mean, director of programming and engineering and stuff like that. I, I always write on my paperwork, Motivox Master. <laughs> well, you are Motivox Master. I mean, Ruben is extraordinary. He keeps the show going, and you have a sense of humor, and you keep the hosts alive while they want to die. <laughs> I mean, especially at 7 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, it takes a lot of coffee. I mean, and you've had a flu. Oh, yeah. I just got over that today. Thank and God. And you ignore that. <laughs> and you're just great. I mean, any you're keyed into the host. And I have to say, 
you know, at Voice America, you're very, very special. I mean, how many people can handle, you know, 300 hosts? Yeah, well, I have a, I have a good team behind me. Oh, that is so smart. <laughs> That's why you're getting a Primmy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ruben Colombe. <laughs> Where is your family from? Um, my my dad's side of the family is from Minnesota, and my mom's side, they're all from here. Oh. oh, okay. So, I mean, but come on, if you have a name like Colombe, you have some, you know, a, a, an interesting nationality. Oh, I yeah, I'm, uh, it's, I'm Hispanic. <laughs> <laughs> not that I want to make you. <laughs> Again, to, if today's about labels, not that we want to label you, but, you know, you have such a strong Hispanic name. Yeah. Um, well, we, we like to say we have the, in the engineering department, the, the United Nations going on. We have, as far as engineers, we got every race in here. Well, you know, I, I, you know, that's really a good thing actually about Voice America. You know, you know, Arizona is not exactly, you know, a for the labor state. Yeah. <laughs> and Motivox really got past that because it is very, you know, at, at least in, on the engineering side of the business, it's, it's pretty ethnically diverse. Yeah. And I think that's laudable. But you are so great. You are so much more than a technical guy. <laughs> I mean, you really listen to the shows, get into the beat. I know that if you had more resources, you would, you know, be keying in applause and laughter and all of that kind of stuff. But that's not your fault. Yeah. I mean, it takes, I mean, we have five networks going on, so it takes, uh, it takes a toll sometimes as far as, you know, putting full attention to your full attention on the one show, but we try. But you, you do so well. You would never know that you're limited <laughs> in your resources. Never. I mean, because you're so good at it. Again, you're like, you should be, you know, a, a famous radio personality because you're so keyed in. And also you like music, and on the side I think that you're, you, you would love to DJ. I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying to replace what you're doing. I'm just saying that that's a hobby of yours, isn't it? Oh, yeah. And uh, I'm not going to say if I didn't have the right money, I wouldn't be doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you were to aspire to what you wanted to do, you would be a $20,000 a night DJ, wouldn't you be? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you would be so good at it. <laughs> well, I try. Uh, no, you would be really, really good at it. But I am actually ordering trophies, of which you will be receiving one. Um, I should be, you know, I'm hoping that I could travel to places like New York and Louisville, Kentucky, and to Phoenix, Arizona, or Tempe, or wherever you are. And I don't know if my budget will allow that, so I have to I have to be a business person, too. So you might have to just receive a beautiful trophy in the mail. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and look I'll... at you telling me my cues that I have two more minutes. <laughs> I didn't and... want to give it over there. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but congratulations to you because, you know, you're really one of three people that are being recognized today. Oh, well, and, thank, thank you. And, you know, we, we actually do have a board of directors that give, give us input. I'm not the only one that decided this. I had to talk to, you know, my colleagues about who I wanted to give this award to so that it could be sanctioned properly. And everybody thought you deserved it because they listened to the show. All right. <laughs> okay. So congratulations on your Primmy or oh. PR Emmy, well, whatever thank you, you Cindy. Uh, and um, I hope that you... You know, display it with pride. I will, definitely. <laughs> and Michelle, by the way, um, already, you know, IM'd me and said she had a moment and she's available. So now we can find Michelle or Shelly or whoever's available. All How's right. <laughs> so we'll, uh, are you ready for a commercial break? <laughs> we are ready for a commercial break. Go to commercial and then we'll have our pick of who we want to put on the air. All right. Thank you, Ruben. No, thank you.
Unlimited talk at your fingertips. VoiceAmerica.com Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, yachts, parties. At Rack and Roll Productions, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, book releases, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio. Rack and Roll Productions gets the job done whether it's an intimate party or a production with 2,000 people. In fact, you've probably seen and heard our work on the E! Channel, MTV, The Howard Stern Show, or in the pages of numerous newspapers and magazines. Now it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of Rack and Roll Productions. Visit us online at www.rackandrollentertainment. That's R A K N R O L L Entertainment.com. Or call 1 818 597 0700. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio. Rack and Roll Productions. We do it all. www.rakandrollentertainment.com. Join Patricia Raskin, host of Positive Living on VoiceAmerica.com, Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This program brings you practical and inspiring principles for living a more authentic, engaging, and passionate life. Patricia's guests will give you a formula for connecting, giving, forgiving, and miraculous living. So tune in and call in to Positive Living, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on VoiceAmerica.com. Albert Einstein once said, nothing happens until something moves. Will your movement towards realizing a dream, making a long-lasting change to your life, or simply putting a daily smile on your face is just a click away. Tune into Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney and Free Your Mind. Open your heart and ignite action in your life. Hosting Commander in Change, Empowerment Coach, and International Speaker, Scott Chesney shares his insights to making the most out of your daily lives. Scott interviews people who are maximizing their lives, the most recognizable transformationalists and leaders around the world, as well as those hometown heroes that move, touch, and inspire the best in all of us. Stay tuned into Maximizing Life for Scott's one-on-one coaching with callers. Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney broadcasts each Monday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney, inspiring you to live life with passion, purpose, and limitless potential. Bringing you around the world, right from your desktop. VoiceAmerica.com Cindy Rakowitz has won more awards than she can hang on her wall, including three Clios. Call in now at 1-866-472-5788, and you can have one. Okay, maybe not, but she will answer your questions. Now back to Stars of PR with Cindy R. We're back on the air, two years on the air. Um, it's our second year anniversary today, um, which I'm very excited about, and obviously the other guests are too. We've um, recognized Emmy Papadopoulos in New York City, who has a form of muscular dystrophy, and you would never, ever know it because she's a fantastic public relations professional, and our own Ruben Colomb, who is the swinging engineer um, from Voice America, and really displays um, many, many more attributes than simply being a tech guy. He really is going to be a personality one day, and he was recognized as well. And now it wouldn't be a really great second-year anniversary show if I didn't recognize Shelly W., who is the educated redneck, my um, Midwest and Mid-South 
correspondent, Shelley. Welcome. Did you think the show was tomorrow? Yeah, I sure did, Cindy, but happy anniversary. <laughs> Thank you. I can't believe that you thought it was tomorrow, but that's you. It's part of being, you know, the, the Midwest and the Mid-South. Yeah, yeah things go right? slow Aren't here, but not time? that slow, huh? <laughs> Well, we wanted, I'm so glad that you were able to join us for this special show, even though you had the times a little bit mixed up. It's fine. <laughs> you know, you're living in a place where things are agitating, and that's why we love you so much, right? I guess so. Percolating. And you are getting a certificate Percolating. of honor today, by the way. Pardon me? You're getting a certificate of honor today. I am. I can't, I, I can't give you the, I couldn't give you the premiere yet because part of the thing, my board of directors wanted me to know the person for at least a year. That was one of the guidelines that we put together for this, and I don't know you quite for a year yet. Well, here's to a long-lasting relationship. Well, you know, just think. I mean, next year you'll be applicable for the premi. Yay! If I just gave it out to everyone, then it wouldn't really mean anything. It would, would it? be special. Um, but, you know, so everybody said, oh, well, when did you meet Shelly and blah, 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 because everybody has to make believe that I look like a legitimate public relations professional, right? I've and seen you and you do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I met her in May at a big party, May. Okay, well, shouldn't you give it to, you know, another May maybe? <laughs> Well, you know, it's the logistics of everything. There's always red tape involved in something. Well, if you don't have the red tape, somehow, for some reason, it uses it loses its, um, you know, how coveted it is, I guess. I guess, you know, they should be, you know, lots more red tape on other things. I, well, you and I know that as we always discuss, and that's, I am nominating you for next year's Premier Awards because we know there's going to be a second annual Premier Awards. We just know that, right? Yes, I know that. Well, in the meantime, <laughs> I know that you, now. You certainly get an honorary mention, Shelly W., the educated redneck, um, so much more than a redneck, but that's just my joke. <laughs> Hey, if you don't say it here, probably nobody would get it. But <laughs> so it's, um, you know, listen, if you're going to be Voice America's Midwest to Mid-South correspondent, you know, we have to, you know, give you a geographic label that kind of goes with the title, don't we? I don't mind it. All right. Well, it's, you know what? It's, it's really a lot of fun. But we're not talking about fun today, Shelley, because you're very aggravated with some of the state laws that, you know, that seems to be getting more lenient and lenient when it when it comes to gun control. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and that's going a little off subject today, but because you know there there are elections going on across the country locally, um, you know, I thought it was very timely to talk about issues that vary from state to state lines and are certainly different in terms of law and regulation when you go to different geographic territories. And you've told me some things that have just stunned me in terms of leniency in gun control and that very young kids could actually go in and buy guns, no questions asked. I was at a certain store that I frequent last night. And sure enough, there were two young men, they looked like teenagers, purchasing, you know, some kind of weaponry, <laughs> if that's a word. And uh, We're making there was a, word, a sign Shelley. that said you could... You could purchase air guns at 16, and you had to be 18 
to purchase, you know, other guns. But there was a whole display in the, you know, certain really big store. Well, you know what? Again, the thing that blew me away, being that I lived in Louisville for, you know, I don't know, six, seven months, I guess, um, is that, you know, you go into any big department store and they have a big gun section. That's not the case in, you know, other parts of the country. But Diana, I, I, uh, that just blows my mind because they had a picture of some guy in the case, an older man, you know, it said in memorial of, and I got to thinking, well, is it because he shot himself with one of your guns? But, you know, Jody W. was so afraid that I'd stir up something that he just pedaled that cart very swiftly, yeah, uh, lost me in the store. And... Well, Jody W. is a wise man because <laughs> we know that you could stir up something. But let me ask you a question. Define what is an air gun? I mean, could an air gun really hurt somebody? Well, evidently it did because that was another story on the news the other day. Somebody at one of these haunted houses hit somebody else with um, these air guns. It's like paintball. Are you aware of that fun game? Uh, sure, I yes. And I always found it when I tried it for the first time. Oh, you've uh, done it? Uh, yeah, I have. And I have to tell you, I was shocked by the impact of those things. Yeah. Um, everybody well, else is laughing and, you know, shooting each other. And when I got hit, even though you're wearing a proper outfit that has some kind of insulation. And well, evidently it, these people that were going into this haunted house weren't. Oh, my God. So what happened? Well, they got shot, and it was on the news. I just caught a tailwind of it, but, you know, charges pending. Oh, You can't no. even go to, you know, a haunted house. No, you can't, can you? So, I mean, it's, I was just shocked at the impact. I, you know, you know, I know that kids play paintball. I heard it hurts. And it really hurt. Like, when I got shot in the leg, I'm like, you know, crap, is this what it feels like when you're getting a bullet? You know what I mean? Because there's impact. I'd be so out of that game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's scary. It's really scary. And, you know, six-year-olds have birthday parties with their I know. I know. That's so surreal to me. Um, you know, it's a video game come alive, I guess. You and I talked about how, you know, um, video games and electronic games can sometimes be so violent. I know. I'm glad. Well, I'm glad I have a girl, you know, because the video games for girls aren't that way. But, you know, I'm I'm just so pro-gun control. Not absolution. It's too far gone. You can't take the guns away at this point. But we really do need for it to be controlled and regulated. Oh. Everybody on the same page. Absolutely. But isn't that, you know, don't you and I discussed, sort of when we talk on the phone regularly, that, uh, you know, the parents also have to be more involved, you know, even in electronic gaming. Oh, it's, yes. You know, the problem really is it's not the fault of the people who manufacture this stuff. I mean, you know, business is business. You can't stop commerce, okay? People are going to manufacture anything they want. Well, you know, I have to disagree a little bit with that. I guess, you know, I think it uh, depends on lo- a lot on how you market it. No, I think that's true, too. I agree with that. But I tend to put more of, I mean, you and I can disagree with that. And, you know, that's why we love each other and we're good on the air together. If we agreed on everything, it wouldn't be a fun segment. No. But, um, you know, I I just always believed that, you know, parents get can't get off the hook. Before this all started, 
you know, a parent was responsible for their kid and a parent was responsible for their kid. And I just seem to, it, it just seems that because there's all this entertainment now, parents want to get off the hook. I, you know, and I, I know that you think that marketing is, you know, a large part of it as well, and I respect that, you know, but, you know, parents, just because, you know, electronic entertainment has become a fun hobby to shut the kids up, can't just go about their business and hang out outside on the porch and have, you know, a mint julep. <laughs> well, maybe they should. I don't know. You can I hate mint juleps. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, I understand your point of view. <laughs> you know, I monitor every show my daughter watches every day. I mean, it's such a little step, and it makes such a, a big impact. No, I it it really does. And you're we know as my educated redneck correspondents that you're a terrific mom and that, oh. you know, you do have these kinds of principles. But what would you say that companies should do to market their products differently? I think well, what one, the cigarette companies do if they're gonna be out there market to, you know, adults. Right. You know, age twenty one, if that's gonna be the age of everything. You know, as far as I'm concerned, kids shouldn't get their license to 21. We ought to just make everything 21. You know, I... There and I some, wasn't even mature at 21. Uh, well, maybe we're not mature now. and We're old. <laughs> <laughs> My in, immaturity keeps me young. Well, <laughs> you know. No, I, you know, I think that's true. And, you know, drinking ages do vary state to state, or they used to vary. I think Well, that's now, why everybody goes to Florida on spring break. Right, because you you only have to be eighteen. Am I right? Yeah. Um, you know, so I, I don't guess, know. Though I I can't say that with confidence. It's been a while since I've seen eighteen. Well, everybody <laughs> that everybody that's eighteen is certainly drinking when they go on spring break. We know that. Unless you like me and travel with your parents. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I, I think that. You know, particularly today, because of all of the electronic entertainment and the sophistication of, you know, where entertainment went today for kids in particular, I think that a a kid isn't an adult until they're at least 21. You and I can say that with great confidence, and probably not 21 at that. There comes sort of a cerebral evolution that comes with chronological age. And, you know... Oh, and a maturity. Right, Exactly. I mean, I don't, you know, I have acreage. Um, I let responsible hunters on my land. Don't get me wrong. But I don't think it should be a bonding experience with a, you know, a, a child. You know, here it's a rite of passage with some men and their sons. And, you know, um, so, you know, I'd hate to be at the mercy of a little seven-year-old out there with a gun while Dad's trying to teach him to deer hunt. (laughs) I think that's especially if they have, you know, like ADD. (laughs) No, I think you're right about that, and your concerns are, you know, especially in your part of the country, where gun control, you know, from a marketing and distribution standpoint really is accessible to people that can't make decisions. And do you know this is the shortest segment you've ever been on because it's a special show and we have to wrap up because you thought the show was tomorrow? 
Well, should I call in with this rant tomorrow? <laughs> I don't know if anybody will be there to listen to it, but yeah. you certainly can. <laughs> well, I know of a couple people since I gave them the wrong date and time. Well, you know what? You better call them all and tell them to go into the archives, www.voiceamerica.com, and say that you're on the third segment and, you know, you've, you have a certificate of honor, you know, from Sinodagowitz, and you are the best. Midwest to Mid-South correspondent uh, host can ask for. And I thank you for joining us today, even though you did think it was tomorrow. Well, happy anniversary. Thank you, Shelley. We'll book a, se- a longer segment or show real soon to talk about all of this, okay? Fine. Yeah. Right. Thank you, Shelley. Have a great day. Thanks for calling in, even though you thought it was tomorrow. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. Streaming the world over. VoiceAmerica.com Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, yachts, parties, festivals. At Rack and Roll Productions, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, book releases, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio. Rack and Roll Productions gets the job done whether it's an intimate party or a production of 2,000 people. In fact, you've probably seen and heard our work on the E! Channel, MTV, The Howard Stern Show, or in the pages of numerous newspapers and magazines. Now it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of Rack and Roll Productions. Visit us online at www.rackandrollentertainment, that's R-A-K-N-R-O-L-L, entertainment.com. Or call 1-818-597-0700. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio. Rack and Roll Productions, we do it all. www.rakn.rollentertainment.com. West Coast Business Review and host Amy Campbell presents Show Me the Business. Each week, you'll hear exciting guests give you vital information on advancing your business and career. Learn how others have built their empires, from best-selling authors to renowned entertainers. Listen every Tuesday, 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 noon Pacific time on VoiceAmericaRadio.com. Visit our website at www.WestCoastBusinessReview.com. West Coast Business Review's Show Me the Business, connecting you to the business world. The powerhouse of Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Get free advice from crisis communications guru Cindy Rakowitz now. Call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now let's get back to more stars of PR. Here's your host and founder of Rack and Roll Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz. We're back on the air for the second year anniversary show, and we are continuing with the Primmy Awards, which are awarded by Rock and Roll Entertainment, and right now we have on the air somebody that is getting the first place award, and her name is Michelle Vate, and she runs a salon in Louisville, Kentucky, and it's called the Fifth Avenue Salon. Michelle, Welcome. Hi! Happy there anniversary! Hi! I'm so sorry we called you and we got you at a moment, but sometimes in broadcasting, like if things don't go 100% right, we try. We know you might be <laughs> yes, busy, we do. but we try. <laughs> but, um, the funny thing was is that you texted me immediately and said, okay, I can come on the air if you want. <laughs> you got the wrong person that answered the phone and 
I had to get back to you as soon as possible. <laughs> well, that's why you're being recognized today. Were you excited to hear that you were finally getting the Schmoozer Award and we're making it official? But of course. <laughs> I've been waiting. I know. Well, I got around to it, so at least I'm showing you that I'm honorable. A little flaky, That's right. but honorable. You stand behind your word. <laughs> well, you know why you're getting this award today. No why. No why? <laughs> <I'm kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> My little sweetie. No why. <laughs> well, I'll tell you why. Okay. Okay. Tell me why. I'll tell you why. I have to get into my southern mode again. That's I, all right. I you can't can do, do it. it. <laughs> I'm back to East Coast, West Coast mode, but you know what? I'll tell you why. And this is really serious. You, uh, The Board of Directors of Rock and Roll Entertainment, when I talked about the people that I wanted to give awards to, I brought your name up as the first place winner um, because I was just so amazed when I spent, you know, six months in Louisville, Kentucky. And, you know, hey, I'm a stylish person, so I had to find the salon in mm-hmm. Louisville, Kentucky, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, how could you live somewhere and be a stylish person and not know the salon in Louisville, Kentucky? That's and what I meant was not just, you know, a salon or a spa. You know, what I've come into is an operation. And not only people that I will consider friends and family for the rest of my life, um, but I was so amazed at the fact that you took public relations so seriously. You know, it's a part of what you do. And you just have the instinct to know that the clients will come if you provided extraordinary customer relations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That would be mm-hmm. great. <laughs> we are the happening place. Um, yeah, but we are not... again right now because it's Breeders' Cup. Oh, my God. You were here with us for Derby, and now we've got Breeders' Cup. Well, the thing that's so great about you is you're so aware about the events that are going on. In other parts of the country, it's like, oh, it's prom, okay? Mm-hmm. And that's it. But nobody has a limousine service like you guys do. Limousine and luxury transportation. I mean, you know, that definitely gives you the advantage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and not everybody has a dad that grew up in the hotel business, right? Yes. <laughs> so Somewhere, you know every somehow, a dad or an uncle. Uh, I mean, you know, you are, I mean, you are so much just the Southern Belle, Michelle Bates. Thank you. You really are. And that is you, a compliment. I mean, I came to town not knowing anyone, and you knew that. And you made sure to include me in your friends and family and offered me tickets to, um, you know, the derby and this and that and, you know, come out and why aren't you coming out tonight and, no, you're not sitting home. You're amazing. <laughs> and it's such a small world because I just adopted another one of your friends from I part know. Of Tell me about it. How did that happen? Um, she simply made an appointment to get a manicure. And one of the hotels downtown referred her because we've been out soliciting business to the hotels recently because of the breeders kept coming in. And uh, we just connected and bonded. I uh, know, and it's so funny because I remember the name, and I don't know if I want to say it out loud because mm-hmm. she might. Be. But, you know, I, when you texted me, which is our frequent way of communication, because right. you have a text of about, mm-hmm. I think that your Palm Pilot or whatever you have, your electronic device, okay? Mm-hmm. You're I very involved. I had already fallen asleep last night, so that's why you didn't get a response. Oh, I, I knew that you were texting me when you were in bed because mm-hmm. I know that there's a time difference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's just such a small world i mean and you've met other people that i knew too and yeah. you know it's like if you go to louisville 
it, you, it's really to your advantage to call Fifth Avenue Salon. I mean, you could get anything done from makeup to nails to spa pedicures to facials to updos to male or female. What? What, what? To events of the week. And the events of the week. Yeah, exactly what's happening right. in Hair removal, Kentucky. permanent makeup, hair extensions, of which I indulged in, and they were wonderful massages, relaxers, you know, whatever you need. You know, the shop will take care of at Fifth Avenue Salon, Inc., okay? And it's in St. Matthew's, which is a little tiny, quaint suburb in the Lowellville area. Am I right? Yes, ma'am. Um, you know, but if you go into the shop and you become a client, you're going to be taken care of, man. You talk to Michelle, who's a little, I mean, you're a little busy. Mm-hmm. I'm a little nervous for you. I told you when we went to Churchill Downs one day that... Um, I'm nervous that, you know, you're going to, all of your energy is going to be drained at an early age. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I just came back from a relaxing uh, week in Phoenix and Las Vegas, so. Oh, did you go to the hair show in Vegas? Excuse me, Las Vegas? Did you go to the hair show or vacation? No, it was a vacation. And actually, my sister lives in Phoenix, and we drove to Las Vegas because it was only supposed to be four hours, four and a half hours at the most. But unfortunately, we went to Las Vegas via the Los Angeles route, and our trip lasted about seven and a half hours in the car. And you didn't call me? Uh, we did not have service where we were in the desert. I mean, I was going to, you didn't come over, I mean, you were in Los Angeles? No, we didn't make it all the way to Los Angeles. As we were approaching, I'm like, uh, we are really going the wrong way. I know we don't get to Las Vegas via Los Angeles. No, you don't. Not from Phoenix. No. You, you took a detour. We did take a little detour. <laughs> you were but, probably near Bakersfield or something, you know? I don't know. I was in the desert, and we didn't have phone service, and it was quite fun. Oh, quite I would have loved to have seen you. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll I'll have make it to out do there. that real soon. I'm trying to figure out a way to get to Louisville to present you with the um, first place Premier Award, but I don't know if my budget will allow that, so you might have to just receive the trophy in a carton, which I know is not real classy. Uh, or maybe you can hold it for me on your mantle until I make it out there. Well, I just want to know that you have it because you have demonstrated extraordinary public relations skills. I mean... You know, well, once I get it, remote, it's going on display. I, huh? Once I get it, it's going on display. Well, I hope so because, <laughs> you know, I you're really the seed for these awards. I It kind of started as, oh, my God, you're incredible. I have to give you the schmoozer of the year. That's real. Mm-hmm. That came from my heart. It was very, um, you know, off the cuff and extemporaneous, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, then I figured, oh, I have to formalize this somehow. And really, you're the mother of these awards. Well, thank you. Um, again, it's just from being extraordinarily connected and knowing how to use the public relations tool to make your business successful. And also, you are an extraordinary person, Michelle Vate, and I really love you. We might not talk all the time, but we certainly stay connected. That's right. We're connected. Um, you will be a friend for life. I consider Louisville, you know, and it's really a lot because of you and the shop. I consider Louisville, you know, sort of a home right now, even though I was there only for six months. We make memories. You do make memories. And you know what? We're wrapping up. I want to congratulate you. And you'll get the trophy in another year or so. But 
<laughs> if I have to wait a year, doggone it, I'll be out there to see you before then. Well, then don't get lost in the desert, okay? <laughs> I'll fly straight. Uh, you you have the letter that, you know, in, it tells you all the criteria and all that stuff, and that's all sanctioned, and we really want to congratulate you, Michelle, because you are an extraordinary person, and you have an extraordinary business, Fifth Avenue Salon. I mean, if you don't call them, if you're going to the Ville, you're silly. Really. How do you like Absolutely. that? Absolutely. You have to call us. Okay, Michelle Vate. We really congratulate you, and we'll be in touch, okay? Thanks, Cindy. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Okay. Thank you for listening to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Please come back next and every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time for more insider information on the world of public relations with Cindy Rakowitz on Stars of PR. We'll see you next week.